The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed with host and author of the award-winning book of the same name, Lisa Lutan. Lisa has amazing tips to help you slow down, get healthy, manage your time, improve your relationships, and deal with stress. Now, here is Lisa Lutan. Hey, everyone. Welcome to my show where I get to introduce you to my favorite health, wellness, and lifestyle rock stars. I am so jazzed for today's show. Are you aware of how what you wear can impact people's impressions of you? I think many of us hear the word stylist and we think Hollywood, you know, red carpet looks, airport looks, just had a baby, need to look super hot and chic looks. But the truth is that stylists can help all of us, either with our personal or professional brand. Last year, I was rebranding my website, healthyhappyandhip.com. Did you catch that? Healthyhappyandhip.com? And my photographer said to me, get in touch with this stylist to talk about your brand. And so I did, not knowing what to expect. Well, after chatting with Sybil, she said to me, Lisa, I know you love to wear black, but do you really think that's a good reflection of healthy, happy, and hip colors? She nailed it. It was incredible. And so naturally, I invited her to the show. Sybil Henry is a brand style strategist, founder of the Style Concierge, and author of Style Yourself Over 40, 50, and Beyond. She works with successful women who are challenged with how to capture the look of their brand and convey their personality to attract their clients. Sybil, welcome to the show. Lisa, it's so good to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Love what you're doing. Thanks. I love what you're doing, too. Now, Sybil, I start every guest with my Lisa Ask Every Guest questions. There's five of them. So let's start. Number one, what did you have for breakfast today? Well, that's easy. I just finished it five minutes before we went live. Uh, And I have this almost every morning, but I start my day with a protein smoothie. Pretty simple. I like routine. And uh, and I had, um, had, it was vanilla. It's a... It's a plant-based protein, and it's one of my favorite protein powders. So I had that with almond milk, and it was wonderful. Great. How do you spend the first hour of your day when you're not on a radio show? Okay. My, the first hour of my day, usually I, I have my, day, my, my days planned out in advance. Every weekend I know what I'm doing for the week. So, um, so usually... I, I, I open up my calendar, and that tells me what I'm doing. And either I usually do not schedule any client calls until after 10 a.m. because my brain needs a little warm-up. And, uh, and so I, I, I just look over. My, I start with meditation when I'm in bed, but I'm talking about when I get out of bed, the very first hour. When I'm, right after I get out of bed, I, I, I just mill around and I call myself easing into my day. I might check a few emails, anything urgent I look at, but I don't really jump into things until after 10. So my first hour is for me. Cool. What do you do for fun? Oh, you know, for fun, I love walks, especially on the beach. It's my very favorite thing. Just being in the ocean, around the ocean is just, 
it, it just seems to balance me and keeps me very, very grounded. And uh, I work things out through working out and movement and walks, especially I'll either do a walk for me or a walk social. So when I get together with friends, a lot of times we're walking. What is the one thing you do every day that has a huge impact on your life? Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. I think probably what has the biggest impact is I always tune in and I ask myself, what do I need? What do I need? And that's so, in every way. What do I need if I'm feeling a little, if I'm feeling tired? What do I need? Do I need food? Do I need rest? Do I need to work something out? If there's something on my mind, do I need to talk with someone that, you know, if there's anything that we have to work out, you know, whatever it is, what do I need? And and that guides me, and I just tune in, I get quiet, and that, that serves me. And who inspires you? Oh, another good question. You know, I'd say, well, speaking of the fact that I'm speaking with them, but I, I, I always say that for me, authors and entrepreneurs, they're my rock stars, because you and I can check the box on both, but... We know the journey. I know the journey of what it takes to write a book. It's so personal, and to uh, and to 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 even not even have a business, but to start a business. What it takes that journey of being an entrepreneur. You have to dig so deep and go through so many different different parts of your life that um, that the entrepreneurial journey takes you through. And and those are the people that inspire me. You put yourself out there in the biggest way in, in those two areas. So true. And again and again and again and again. Oh, right? my it God. <laughs> We're constantly growing new challenges, new things to, to celebrate, and new things to, to work through. And it's just uh, it's a fascinating journey of, of self-discovery and growth. And we learn new, new parts of ourselves are revealed to us so often, and, and we keep growing. That, very I well put. Questions. I like that. Good, good. Well, now let's talk about you and your story. I'd love to hear about how you got to where you are and became this brand stylist. Okay. Well, you know, a lot of people wonder about how, how do you do that. And, uh, and so I, my background is, is in corporate. I was a, a designer, brand strategist. And, um, and so I did that for about 20, how long was it? 20, 25 years uh, in corporate, and uh, and when I was in my early 40s, I, I I gained weight. I went from a size six to a 16 in in under a year, and actually maybe half a year, and uh, and so I I I I totally changed. My light dimmed. I started to feel ashamed of how I looked in my clothes. I was hiding of my body, so I started hiding in my clothes. And, uh, and, and it, it took a while, but, um, I had to learn to love myself despite my size. And I created a program for myself based on what I did for my clients. And, and so I started to find that I felt different about myself. I started to really accept myself and actually even like myself in the way I looked at my largest size and uh, came back to knowing what my style was. And that was a transformation for me. 
I, I could have never imagined that at a size 16, I could, I could hold my head up and feel like, okay, I got this. And, um, and over time, I, I started to, to uh, lose weight. It was a hormonal imbalance, and I ended up coming back to my, my original size, but I was a different woman on the other side of it. And so now I'm in my late 40s, and uh, women, I'm listening to women share with me stories about their struggles with um, their, their style, getting dressed, shopping, makes many women cry, and I knew I had something. And so I was compelled to share it. So I started my business. It felt like a calling. And I felt like I, I couldn't keep it to myself. So that's why I started my business. It was to help other women who, um, and it wasn't just about the body. It was also connected to just really stepping into the biggest and best version of yourself and, um, and being aligned with your message. So that's why I did it. I love that. I didn't know that about you. And I and can I just tell you right now, I hope that you talk about in your courses and book about body love at any size, because I see with so many of my clients, oh, when I get to this size, I'll be able to wear those clothes or, oh, I'll look that way. Right. And it doesn't often work that way. Kind of have to back oh, yeah. into it sometimes. Right, and even when we're at our, our, however you describe it, your ideal size, your weight, whatever it is, um, there's a and there's a fluctuation, and so you know, definitely, as I was was um, sitting here and we were getting ready to go live, I was thinking how just how incredibly linked the body and what you do and style and brand and all of what I do, they're so linked, and. Um, and the bo- and the style is such a trigger for the body. So, uh, you know, even at, even at the size where I am now, which is my natural body weight, I go up and down ten pounds or so, ten to twelve pounds. It's just a natural flux, and I've accepted my range now. Wow. So. Explain to our listeners, you know, how well, how does a stylist work? Because I think a lot of people have never worked with a stylist. And just to get a sense of, you know, how do you actually start figuring out what someone's brand is and then how to dress them? And also, is it only professional or do you work with women who don't work outside the home as well? Well, it depends because it depends. They're just like a doctor has different. There, you know, there's there's the umbrella of a doctor, and then there are different specialties and types of doctors. So it's the same with a stylist. The umbrella of a stylist. So there are all different types of reasons you go to a stylist, and so there might be a stylist who does shopping for you for um, for whatever reason. There, there are stylists who specialize in working with moms who are not working outside the home or, or women who don't work outside the home. Uh, for me, my styling is very, very specific. And it's or like um, stitch fix. They're simply, you know, get, replenishing your closet with clothing. So you can just, you can have a replenishment of just, that's a styling system. So they're um, all different types. So for me specifically, my type of styling is is specific to women who work. Uh, I specialize with women who are entrepreneurs and women who are corporate leaders. And so these are highly brand-sensitive areas um, where you really, really want to make sure you're in alignment so that your audience understands who you are and basically your personality so that they can make a choice. Because in all of our categories, there are many different people that they can choose from. 
So basically you want your audience to learn how to self-select, to be able to say a very, very hearty yes to you. You don't really want maybes, you know, or or anyone to kind of be coaxed to you. You, you. you want deeper, wonderful relationships, which the business is built on, with people who really get you want and want what you have and connect with you. So I, I see, for me, the brand style, which is what I do, as it's basically a form of communication and connection. And so that's, that's, what I, that's my type of styling of what I do and what I specialize in. And can you give some examples about like what type of clothing might reflect a particular type of brand, like something roughly and versus something sleek? Like, what are you portraying when you are wearing a certain type of clothing? Does that make sense? That question. Oh, totally, and that's a great. Yeah, that's great because that is so so important because. Um, Based on, well, through my process, we, we really understand the business that you're in and then your brand, which is your brand is your attraction. You know, that's, that's who you attract and how you attract. And so we, we first, and when we, we understand who you are, uh, your brand basically is, is, it's born from you. And so, so we, we get really, really close in and tune into the essence of who you are. And there are things about you naturally that convey and translate to different types of styles and shapes and colors and fabrics. And so there are people who are naturally very feminine and um, nurturing, and, and they might be in a profession where... Um, they are in service profession, service professionals that are maybe um, creating a transformation for people. So for them, the fabric would be softer. Uh, the colors might be soft. You know, it's a whole different type of mood. Then there are others who might consider themselves rebels, uh, pr- provocateurs. They, they say things that provoke and create a little controversy, and that's their wheelhouse. That's their comfort zone. They enjoy that. And so for them, their palate would look totally different than the woman who is the softer, nurturing, feminine. And so the shapes, the textures, the silhouettes. So if you can picture those two personas of people, that's the difference of how you approach it so that you're embodied in your personality and you're also modeling your message. I love this stuff. It's so cool to me. So now we've always been taught, oh, dress for your body, dress for your body. But now you're saying dress for your brand. So how do we make dressing for our body and our brand kind of work together? Oh, okay. That's that's big because that's a huge, huge part of what I do. Um, so your brand, that's there. There are so many segments. I, I chop it up into these four really, really, well, actually five. These five main pillars, let's call them. So the first one is your brand. So your brand is, is how you express the personality, your, your essence. And so that's what I was just mentioning um, about the types of looks that are aligned to who you are and what you do. Then there's, there's the actual style. So there are styles that are, so you, you, you get to know exactly what your style is of your brand once you nail down what your brand stands for. So there are designers out there that are designing exactly for you. They have an avatar, and it's you. So like Lisa, you know, the types of sheath dresses you wear and the colors, there are 
are brands and stores that carry that just for you. And then there's Which body. ones? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Then there's body. And so in my program, I, I break out with the idea that we're, we're, um, we're about our size because I think that's so damaging for women. It, um, it, it, just, it just, it really, really does not serve us, and it, it creates all kinds of bad feelings when you're focused on your size. And imagine when you go shopping and you have to even go up a size, how bad that feels. So, so well, we're going to go to break right now, but hey, listeners, stay tuned. This is fascinating. We are talking with Sybil Henry, the brand style strategist, and we're going to teach you how to dress for your brand. Stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you a busy, stressed, and hungry go-getter who knows what to do to get healthier but has trouble doing it? The problem with popular diets is that they were designed for other people, not you. Sure, they might work for the short term, but for the longer term results, you need a plan designed specifically for your unique body and lifestyle. How about the stress in your life? Do you ever stop and take a deep breath? Do you know what all this stress is doing to your health? Healthy living strategist and author of Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed, Lisa Lutan will get you on your way with coaching, online courses and challenges, and even retreats. You will learn tips and strategies to help you calm down, get healthy, and make you feel and look better than ever. For a limited time, Lisa Lutan is offering a free 15-minute breakthrough session to help you get started feeling better right away. Just visit HealthyHappyAndHip.com to get your free 15-minute breakthrough strategy session. That's Healthy, Happy, and Hip. Yes, you heard it right. HealthyHappyAndHip.com and enter your info in the contact page. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed. To reach the program today, please call 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. Feel like sending an email instead? Send it to Lisa at healthyhappyandhip.com. Now, back to Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed. Here again is Lisa Lutan. Hey, everybody. I am talking to brand style strategist Sybil Henry, and we're having a great conversation about dressing for your brand versus just for your body, which we've been told. So, Sybil, you were talking about that before the break. Can you keep going? Yes, I'd love to. The body is such a big area of passion for me, and it's, uh, it's something that so many women are in pain about, and it's one of the reasons why they'll leave them all in tears. And so... In my program, I talk about how you dress for your shape, not your size. As long as you focus on your size, it's going to create stress. And it doesn't promote love, body love and self-love. And our size is something that is based on our bone structure, and it doesn't change. But our size changes. It's always in flux. And so it's very unusual for a woman to be the exact same weight every day of the year. So we, we do have hormonal fluctuations. We have all kinds of changes. So 
if you focus on your shape then and, and dress for your body shape, then it creates a different focus, which enhances the acceptance and the appreciation for your body. And that's really where a lot more happiness comes from. And, and then we also work on colors. Everyone has, for their personality, colors that align with who you are. So that's a very, very import, important part of the brand strategy of branding yourself and creating the image that connects. And then finally, the ability to accessorize and pull it all together, create outfits, create and stock a brand style closet, and know how to shop for your brand style. Know there are very specific pockets of every city that have different types of personalities, different income levels, and those are aligned with what your brand style is. So knowing where to go in terms of locations and specific stores and specific brands and shopping for your body shape and the style of your brand. When all that comes together, it's so easy. You know, I'll share with you. It's so interesting because I remember after, you know, we did some sessions together, I then had my, okay, I'm speaking kind of casual look. I had, I'm speaking my dressier look. I had my this and I I used it all the time. It's so, so helpful. So I want to thank you for that. And I was telling Sybil before the show, I think of her whenever I'm getting dressed for an event, I'm like, what would Sybil say? So it was very, very powerful and helpful. How do you think in general styling helps women with their businesses? I didn't hear that first part. How do you think that styling helps women with their businesses? Oh, okay. That's a loaded question because it's huge. Um, Styling allows a woman to, to, number one, feel a sense of control because so many women are frustrated when they say so many things like, I don't know what my style is. Uh, I, I'm all over the place. I have so many different styles. They'll say, I have a lot of personalities in my closet. Uh, they'll say, I feel bad about my body because I just don't know how to dress for it, and I don't like how my body looks in my clothes. So they'll blame their body and not the clothing. Um, so when you have gone through a styling program, whether it's mine or whoever, once you have the knowledge, you, you feel like uh, it's not you. It's, it's which clothing has, the, has the, the privilege of being able to get into my closet because it's the clothing, not you. And you're able to be consistent. So when you're consistent, you build trust. People know who you are. You're in alignment. And, and then ultimately, you look like a professional. And once you're, you've got the look of the level of expertise as you are, you become more profitable. So there's a domino effect. And people want their professionals who they hire to look what to look the part of the professional. They want you to look steps ahead of them. They want you to look like you've got it together. When they pay you, they want to feel good about that. And so when you have that visual presentation pulled together as the professional that you are, it does create a shift in your business. And you just developed you, a new course about this, right? A profitability in your can you talk about that new course? Yeah, I, um, I just completed the first round, a six-week round, and it's called Your Profitable Brand Image. 
And over time, I've done, for, for the life of my business, I've, I've done primarily one-on-one private work, and it's been incredible. And I've learned and grown, as we all do as entrepreneurs, we continue to grow. And the profitability of, of business, and women in particular, has been so heavy on my mind that I had to create a course just to address it and talk about it. Too many women are walking around, they are brilliant, and they are leaders, and they are shortchanging themselves by not having their image pulled together as as the expert that they are, so they're not as profitable as they are. So this course addresses that in, in different topics, starting with the brand, and the business and the brand, but the brand, getting clarity, is until you're super clear on what you bring to the table and why people are attracted to you to really understand what your audience wants from you and how they see you, then you're really not going to connect as effectively as you possibly can. So you're leaving money on the table. And then, and you help people figure that out, right? Oh, absolutely. We go through a step-by-step process, and I create a brand snapshot. Uh, I, not I create it, but I, I, it's, a, it's a process that um, it's a guided process, and when each woman gets a snapshot at the end of that first leg of it, the module, and they get to see who they are. They get to see, basically it's fascinating, you get to see yourself outside of yourself and like, oh, that's me, and that's, that's the reason I attract. I get it. So then that leads them to embodying what that looks like and how, like, what that style looks like. So now that you know who you are stepping outside of yourself and why you attract, you can now give yourself the kind of clothing that is in alignment with that. So it just, um, it, it creates a level of awareness and knowledge. So you have the awareness of it, and then you get very specific tools to know how to dress for your body, how to shop for your style, how to accessorize, how to put outfits together, how to look at yourself and really make sure that you are in, you, that you're pro, that you look profitable for your audience. And it's different for every woman because we all our audience wants to see us in different ways. So it's, it's so it's I, I think we're all celebrity. thinking. Can you tell us some of these tools? <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's <laughs> like imagine I, I use Beyonce for for example as an example because I think she's she she models this her body her body is part of her brand uh, her shape her very curvy shape her hips are a big part of of her visual presentation when she moves imagine if she wore full skirts long skirts and hid all that you know it it would be a totally different energy and experience. And, um, and she knows what her audience wants to see from her. So she brings it every time. And, so, and the glamour, women want to see that. And so she has a very, very uh, loyal following. And, and, so, and, and, and so celebrities work with stylists to do all of this. To, do, um, to get in touch with the brand, uh, what, what their attraction is, uh, the styles of that, and then to, to con- consistently bring it every single time. And I think for business owners, that's where women are dropping the ball and they just don't have the tools for it, but it's the consistency every single time. Every single so time. And that's, and that's the key. Consistency creates 
something that's memorable. So when you hear the name of someone, when I hear Lisa, when I, when I hear your name, I, I, I automatically think color and sheep dresses. There's a visual imagery that I see of your photos, of your book cover, of, of your posts, you know, so you're in alignment with the happy, healthy. Healthy, happy, hip. Trying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm yeah. glad you mentioned Beyonce, though, because I think Beyonce is this sexy, beautiful woman. And I think that's an issue for women, 40s, 50s, 60s. You know, what does sexy look like, you know, at this part of life? It's clearly different than when we were in our 20s or even 30s. And and how do we bring in sexy in a way that is tasteful and, I, I guess, elegant, for lack of a better word? Yeah, and that's, that's a question I get asked so much by women because women just want to feel good. They want to feel feminine. They don't want to, to disconnect from that part of themselves as they age. And so the very first thing I say about um, that the look of sexy and how it's changed over 40, 50, 60 is that, number one, it's confidence. And so a woman who... Uh, who who has confidence has a sex appeal at that point in life that you you just it, it, earlier days it's tight it's skin it's all that other stuff it's more obvious um, but it's it's different and 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 so what does confidence look like? Confidence looks like maintain, maintenance basically. Um, that's one thing. It looks like you're taking care of details. Uh, if you choose to color your hair, um, you you keep it up. You keep your nails up. You keep you know you 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 put on a little something on your face uh, to finish the look. Whether you wear you know just even if it's a touch of lipstick or mascara, but something of self care to not look like you've given up. You know, so that's the one thing you're you're still tending to the details of being a woman. Uh, you you dress for your shape. You show your shape. It's not about tight or skin. It's simply skimming the curves of your body and showing your shape, no matter what your size is. So certainly hiding your shape does not look confident. So, that, so all the women who are out there hiding, and, and I, I, was in, I was in that camp way back. Me you know, too. Yeah, so I know what it feels like, the desire to want to cover it up. And that does not look confident, and that is not sexy. But imagine a woman who is wearing something all black, big, and hiding, and that same woman takes it and, and takes a, a dress that follows the curve of her body, and it's in color. It's, a, it's whatever her palette is. It's in her color. And she's got her hair done, and she has a little bit of makeup on and maybe an accessory. That is a totally different look of confidence, and that is what is appealing. Well said. And what do you? What's your thoughts on heels? Like high heels versus low heels? Well, at this point, a lot of women are uncomfortable wearing heels because it hurts their back, or they have changes with their feet. Um, you know, a lot of different reasons why women don't wear heels or, or can't wear heels. And so, I'd say this is where you go with what you feel good in. There are still women in their 50s who love a good heel, and they can wear it, and they're actually, they actually feel comfortable in heels, which has always been unusual to me. But, um, but I'd say whatever it is at this point, find a shoe and, and keep it something that is attractive. You know, and even if it's a low heel, there are so many 
wonderful low heels now that are beautiful. And so as far as heels, you don't need heels to be sexy. It's really the attitude knowing that your body is, is you're not hiding. That's the big thing, I think. So what are your thoughts? Do you have rules for women of certain age? Like some people say, oh, you know, you can't wear shorts, you can't wear mini skirts. What are your thoughts on things like that for women, 40s, 50s, 60s? Well, that's a tough one because a lot of women uh, feel a little confused about that. And um, one thing I found with with women over 40 as far as length, uh, we, have, we have seen over and over with the clients that I work with that the length of, for most women, now it's case by case, but for most women, the length just below the knee, it's, it's a length that Victoria Beckham has just perfected uh, where it's a little longer below the knee and, and it, it tapers in is a very flattering look. It's actually a sexy look because when it's tapered, it, it accentuates the curve of your, your leg and your hip. Uh, one thing that will give a woman a look of something dowdy is a picture that same, let's say, let's say, let's take you for example, if you're wearing one of your sheep dresses and it's mm-hmm. wide at the bottom versus tapered at the bottom. Totally different look. I can't so wear those wide things. Mm-hmm. It's just wet. Yeah, the proportion and silhouette changes. The other thing is the number one thing I see with my clients who are have a little age is um, bras. That's a huge one. Mm. Women are not tending to their bras close enough, and they're wearing bras that are worn, don't support enough, and so they're not lifting their breasts. And when you lift your breasts, you create more space in your torso, which gives you uh, a, a better look to your posture and just gives you a leaner look. Makes you feel how better. long? Do, what's the life of a bra? Like, how long does a bra last? I know people would keep them forever, right? But how long yeah, should we? Yeah. Be? And and you know, with bras, bras, uh, the way you you maintain and wash a bra will will affect the life cycle of it. Life, the life, the length of life. If um, war, uh, war, anything warm, like heat, will decon, will definitely uh, uh, deteriorate. The, the support that a bra gives. And so definitely a bra needs to be maintained in, uh, and laid flat to dry or hung to dry, and that'll keep it longer. But a bra past three years is really not serving you, generally. And most women can't remember the last time they were fitted for a bra and hardly Guilty. ever buy a bra. <laughs> but that's such an essential part to us and the look and the line of our body as a woman, our breasts, it's a huge part of how we feel. But yet it's one of the least maintained. And then, and then moving to the belly, I want to share a funny story. A friend of mine went to her gynecological checkup recently, and she said, you know, I'm going through menopause. My stomach is really mushy. I'm not really sure what I should do. And the doctor turned to her and said, have you heard about Spanx? And I just cracked up. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that answer from the doctor. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, you 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 bring up shapewear, and that's another thing is that a lot of women say they don't like shapewear, but um, there's also smooth a smoother, which is not the tight. It just smooths out any kinds of you know a little cellulite here and there, uh, and it gives you a nice smooth line and it's comfortable fabric. It's really stretchy. And and do you recommend women wear the, those all the time or with certain dresses or 
what's your rule of thumb on that? Well, especially if you wear a knit dress, it should it should just come with the dress always. Because <laughs> your your back view, you want to make sure when you walk away or you're being photographed and you know a little something. Uh, it just it, it's it's just something that uh, gives you a really great look in your photos. Um, it's and and most of the time it depends on the dress. If a dress is super tailored with a fabric that's that's um, that has a lot of hold to it, it doesn't have much stress stretch. You can get away without it, but it's um, case by case. You have to look at look at your body from from each angle, and then you'll know. I am talking to brand style strategist Sybil Henry. We were just talking about shapewear, and she's giving us so many great tips. Stay tuned after the break. We're going to learn so many more. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you a busy, stressed, and hungry go-getter who knows what to do to get healthier but has trouble doing it? The problem with popular diets is that they were designed for other people, not you. Sure, they might work for the short term, but for the longer term results, you need a plan designed specifically for your unique body and lifestyle. How about the stress in your life? Do you ever stop and take a deep breath? Do you know what all this stress is doing to your health? Healthy living strategist and author of Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed, Lisa Lutan will get you on your way with coaching, online courses and challenges, and even retreats. You will learn tips and strategies to help you calm down, get healthy, and make you feel and look better than ever. For a limited time, Lisa Lutan is offering a free 15-minute breakthrough session to help you get started feeling better right away. Just visit HealthyHappyAndHip.com to get your free 15-minute breakthrough strategy session. That's Healthy, Happy, and Hip. Yes, you heard it right. HealthyHappyAndHip.com and enter your info in the contact page. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. are listening to Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. Feel like sending an email instead? Send it to Lisa at HealthyHappyAndHip.com. Now, back to Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed. Here again is Lisa Lutan. Hey, welcome back. I'm having such a good time talking with Sybil Henry, who is a brand style strategist, and she's giving us so many good tips to look great and look sexy and stay tuned, stay attuned with our brand. Now, Sybil, as we're moving into spring and summer, I know there's a lot of social things that people go to, like weddings and graduations, and I'm wondering if you can give us some tips on what great a great way to attend an event like that with sticking to you know our personal brand uh, yeah i uh, <clears throat> i yes it's funny you mentioned i just worked with a client last week who was going to a wedding and uh, we chose her dress and uh, and so when uh, and she was making it a, a little bit of off time by spending the night with her husband at this wedding. So one of the things that we worked on was, what, let's, let's bring in a little more of your feminine side. We, we keep her brand style. She's classic. 
And so she tends to gear to styles that look very much like she could wear to work. And I think if you're going to an event like that, then you want to you want to look at it like, would I wear this to work? And if the answer is no, then you're doing good. You know, something that looks like it's more of your personal time. So while you want to still stay within, so she's classic. So we still stayed within classic styles because you don't want to look like a different version of yourself, like a different person, a different type of style. So she wouldn't go from classic to looking like a rocker, you know, something totally different. She's still classic. So that's one thing for anyone who's looking to to go to a special event on your personal, there's your business life and your business style and then your personal time. But they're still the same. So they're just a different side of you. So we had something that was, I think it was um, her dress showed a lot of, um, I think was it, did we choose, uh, maybe it was a strapless or it had spaghetti straps. But she wouldn't wear that when she worked with doctors. That's what she when in her line of work. So so it's just choosing something where you know that this is something that would be inappropriate for work, but it makes you feel feminine, it makes you feel comfortable. Colors and also what nice. about for women, you know, in this age, you hear casual. It's not like when you're in college and you're wearing shorts and a T-shirt. What does casual mean for a woman in her 40s or 50s? Well, there are different levels and layers of, of how we express our casual. So for some women, women who wear dresses a lot, for them, casual, their casual might look like a business casual to some of us. And so for casual, I always think of casual as definitely taking, like, like for instance, I'm looking at a photo of you right now in your promo. You're wearing a white V-neck T-shirt and you have a black jacket on. So you could take that outfit and you could put a pencil skirt with it in heels and then you look like business casual. You could take that same outfit, the black jacket, the white T-shirt, and put a pair of jeans on with flats and now you're casual. Mm. That's the difference. Got it, got it. And what should we be getting rid of right now? Like we're going in our closets, we're all doing the spring cleaning. Like what has to go? Oh, that's easy. <laughs> okay, I got a list for you. Ready? <laughs> yes. Okay, number one. This is the most important thing. Anything that doesn't fit. Nothing that. But you even said before that your weight might go up five, you know, ten pounds over the course of a year. So if yes. it doesn't fit right now, maybe it will in a few months. Okay. Thank you for saying that, and let me clarify. Okay. We all have a range. So I've got my 10, 12-pound range. And so I know that there are some pants that are just, uh, they, they handle when I'm at my top range. And that's good. And then I've got pants at my lower range that are just too tight to, they would be uncomfortable. So they're, but they stay in my closet when I go to my lower range. Yeah, I'll be fine. But things outside of your range that are gold clothes, that's what we want to get rid of. Anything outside of your 10 to 12-pound range, things that you're waiting to wear, and I'll tell you what that does. When those gold clothes sit in your closet, it makes you feel bad every time. It's very subtle, but there's an energy to those clothes, and there's a feeling that you failed. You can't get it together to get in that size that's three sizes smaller in one day. And so it it definitely um, is not serving you. It's taking up space, and that's a very precious 
commodity, that space in there. And so you want to treat that space as precious as it is. It's limited, your closet. It can only hold so much. So let it hold <laughs> things that serve you and, and elevate you at your highest and best. And so it's a reframe of how you want to think about your closet. So I'd say... And what about bags and shoes and accessories? Okay. So anything that is in terms of bags, shoes, and accessories and all of those things, anything that you're not wearing because you know maybe it's a little dated, it's not, it's not, uh, it's, it's in ill repair, it's a little damaged, it's scuffed. If there's something that needs maintenance, then put it in a stack and go ahead and send it out and get it repaired and maintained to put back. But there are things you're just not wearing because you know that it's either too young, you bought it long ago, and it's not serving you. Anything that's not creating your profitable brand image, if it's not creating the attraction, then get rid of it. Is there anything that, like, every woman should have, like basics in their wardrobe? Well, I think, yes. Well, number one, an amazing bra. That's key. Over 40, a great shaper to wear, not, not like a smoother, something to smooth it out, whether you wear shapewear. Some women love shapewear, but other, just to make sure you, you, you look great at every angle. Um, a, a great fitting pair of jeans, a pair of jeans that make you feel good when you put them on. A, 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 a go-to dress that you know you love the color, you love the fit, you love the style, and at a moment's notice, if you get an invitation as an entrepreneur, you can say yes, and then you don't have to stress. And so one go-to dress, that, that, is, is, that would be perfect. And then a pair of heels that are comfortable, that are eight-hour shoes that you can stand up for a day versus those you know, two-hour shoes that expire and then your feet are killing you. So, um, so I think if those essentials, those are the basics in your wardrobe, and there are others that I can go beyond that, but those are like some core things that you definitely want to have so that you always, you can always build around a jean. You can always build around a dress. The, what's underneath it makes it look better. So the great bra and the shaper. And then a heel you can wear with that dress or with that pant, with that jean. And then, oh, and then one great, uh, one great, I can extend it, one great Pencil skirt, if that's what you wear, or one great slack-type pant that's a non-jean. So whether it's your style's a little, a little more casual like, like yours is and you might put a jean and a heel or someone who might put one great black pant with a heel. So that's a little capsule that you can work and build around. Very, very helpful. Listeners, did you write that down? I hope so. So if we were going to just really easily create our own personal brand in a few steps, what would we do first? Okay. Number one is get real clear on who your audience is and know who he or she is and just create that one person. Okay. Number two is know your personality and who you are and how you connect with that one person, the, the, what you're known for, whether it be, and if you could drill it down to one or two words, what are you known for? So an example, for me, brand style. For you, you know, health, healthy, hip, healthy and hip. And so, so what does that look like? So your two, three words. 
but you take that and you embody it. So brand style and, and your words, that communicates certain colors. So now put the colors with it. It communicates certain shapes, certain silhouettes. So then it moves from there. So once you have that foundation of who you're, who you're talking to and what you stand for, then you're able to now embody it in a way that's in alignment with your message. Because whatever those words are, those two or three words, that's your message. So brand style for me would be a message that it's brand, it's style. Now I know the, kind, the type of brand style I do. It's for entrepreneurs and corporate leaders. So there's going to be a certain kind of way. I'm not going to be all fluffy and wearing you know, strappy heels. and I'm, I'm going to have more of a business look to me. So, that, so you look at the type within your category and keep niching it down farther and farther, and that will lead you to the type of look that aligns with that. So neat. What, where's the area that women struggle when they do this? Oh, that's good. Um, I'd say the number one thing women fight most, fight against, is, is the niche. Is, and it's not until they, they go through this system that they accept that consistency is the key to profitability. Um, a lot of women want to say, well, I just want to be free and I want to be able to get what I like, blah, blah, blah. You know, and that's fine, but when you are the, the face of a brand, and think of every world-class brand, they do the same things over and over and over. And some women fight that and think that it's boring to be consistent, but that's the number one thing that creates the memorable factor. People remember what, you know, all these big brands stand for in terms of color or or styling or visual imagery. These brands aren't changing. So I think that's such an important point. So consistency. So let's take someone who's out there, you know, coaching, you know, that they might be speaking, they might be doing a, they might be on TV, they might, so every time they're out there, even with a client, they have to have that consistent look. Is that what you're saying? Across all platforms. Got it. Yeah, like think about Ellen. Ellen consistently wears the same type of clothing every single day on her talk show. And, And Wendy Williams, every single day, she's always, wearing the same type of clothing every day. She's super glam, you know, and Ellen's wearing those suits, and if she's not in the suit, she's in like a pant and shirt, but it's in those flat shoes or tennis shoes. She's got her uniform. So we expect Ellen to look like that every time, and her wife looks totally different, more glamorous and feminine. So they they, they definitely have distinctive looks, but they're the same every time. So how do we do that without getting bored, though? You know, like keeping the same, you know, overall look, but changing it up just enough to keep it interesting. Okay. Well, and see, that, that question right there is exactly what I hear so often that women are concerned about. How is it that it's not boring? Well, first of all, it's building trust with your audience, and it's, it's increasing the memorable uh, the recall of you, which is increasing your profitability. And so if you, once you see it that way, then it's like, oh, you're compelled to, wanna, to want to be consistent. And then, like, for instance, with, with your style, 
there are so many ways you can express your style in the same lane. You just might change out the accessories. You change out the heels. You can change the color. Even if you, if you were known just for sheet dresses, think of all the ways you can wear a sheet, sheet dress with a jacket. You can wear it with a blazer. You can wear it with a leather jacket. You can wear it with a statement necklace. Um, you can wear it with, um, with different types of shoes, different heels, flats. You know, so you, just, you would just change it up, and, and it's actually a creative pursuit to stay within your category and how many ways can you, can you find ways to freshen it and make it new. And it's, Sybil, it can you let people, I, I, believe me, I do not want to stop this conversation. This is so helpful, but I want to make sure you let our listeners know how they can contact you. Okay. Two ways. They can visit my website, thestyleconcierge.com. Or they can contact me directly, Sybil at the Style Concierge. Or you can find me on Facebook, Sybil Henry. And do you have any courses or programs that are coming up soon that they should they can find out about? Sure, I um, I'm, I'm always uh, seeing clients, private private clients, and so anyone at any time, especially if you have an event or a photo shoot, and you need support with that. And then I have a class coming up in in the summer. You can get on the interest list, and I'll keep you posted. Uh, it'll be your profitable brand image. We're going to do summer school, so you can reach out to me, and I can tell you more about that. So awesome. Sybil, thank you so, so much for being on the show. I wish we had three more hours because I feel like I could personally ask you a million questions, but it's been so fun having you. Oh, thank you. I've enjoyed it, and I, I just really enjoyed this topic, and, uh, and, and thank you for what you do. It's a great service for women. Well, it's, it's totally my pleasure. Listeners, it's been another great week with you. Please visit me at healthyhappyandhip.com. Leave me a note. Let me know what you liked about the show. Let me know what you'd like to see in future shows or just say hi. Thanks so much for staying tuned and I'll see you next week. you've enjoyed today's episode on busy stressed and food obsessed did you get some great ideas from today's show join lisa lutan again next thursday at 9 a.m pacific time and 12 noon eastern time on the voice america health and wellness channel have a great week